0: This episode of the Chapter Next podcast is being brought to you by our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service. Recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. Pump 5 delivers quality car service directly to our members' cars. Do you hate going to the gas station? Our specially trained service providers will bring the gas directly to your car. Do you have no time to have your car detailed? Do you need tire services? Our members use our app to have our service providers bring their skills directly to their cars wherever their car is parked. So how does your morning look? Do you have to take the kids to school? Do you have to get up at ungodly hours to go to work? Are you desperately missing those last 20 minutes of sleep because you know you told yourself the night before that you had to go to the gas station? Well, our members enjoy a life where they can just get up, walk outside, get into their freshly cleaned, full tank cars, and go about their day. We want you to be able to enjoy that too. So... Be sure to check our website at wwwpump 5 That's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E dot com. Welcome to the Chapter Next podcast. I am Talithia Thompson. I'm a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, and right now I'm just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life. On purpose. Hello, everybody. It's Talithia again, and I would like to welcome you all to the Chapter Next podcast, where we celebrate women that are over 40 and doing the darn thing. They are. They spent their whole lives, well, at least their 20s and their 30s, building the life that they want. So they got a job, they've been making money, they had a successful career, whatever they were doing, and then they remembered that thing that they had been dreaming about and they went after it. Or... They finally got fed up with that boss that they couldn't stand, who got on their nerves, and the coworkers that just made their skin crawl, and they didn't want to deal with them people anymore, and they left that job and went after pursuing their dream, whatever that thing is. But these particular women looked at the lives that they built for themselves, and they had decided to stop just accepting the status quo and to go after making their lives as wonderful and as beautiful and as fabulous as they wanted it to be. And that's what we celebrate here. That being said, (laughs) no matter where you are in this journey, if you are a woman who is over 40 and you are living life and you are just doing what you need to to get to the next day, you deserve a celebration too. So don't misunderstand me here. This is not just for women who did something huge and big and everybody wants to write about it on the news or whatever. If you are living your life and plodding through life and making sure that you do what you need to to stay sane, you are a winner too and we are celebrating you too. So don't misunderstand that, girl. Welcome to the Chapter Next podcast. This particular podcast is about something that I think is pretty cool. Don't Let the Old Woman In. That's the title. (laughs) So first off, I don't have any issues with old women. Don't misunderstand me. And if you are not a fan of country music, that particular title may not have very much meaning to you. But if you are, you know that the song by Toby Keith, which was originally written by Willie Nelson, the title is Don't Let the Old Man In. But... It's a song that's pretty much about, first off, not mistreating elderly people. We don't do that here. Let's just clear that up. But what it's about is you and your life as you get older and as the things that old people used to do when you were a kid start to make sense. <laughs> that's the gist of it. You know, how, like, it was weird. Remember being a kid and you would know that grumpy old lady down the street? Like for us, across the street from my grandma's house, there was this one lady who had the most immaculate yard. Like she would take care of her grass. Miss Lizzie, she would take care of her grass. It was always beautiful. Her house was always pretty. Her porch was always neat. Like my grandparents, they always had their kids and grandkids just coming and going. They kept their house up. It looked great, but our, her yard didn't look nearly as nice as Miss Lizzie's yard. And it was funny because as kids, nobody would run on the yard because she would use dog manure. That's <laughs> fertilizer. And I'm sure she did it on purpose. But we would see her picking up the poop and like putting it in this bucket and she would mix it with water and she would mush it and then she would spread it around her lawn. But if your ball went on her grass, if you ran on her grass, she was always there to be like, get on my grass! And she was scared or tired of us and we'd be scared we'd get in trouble so we left her grass alone. But that was one of those things like when I was a kid, I just remember seeing like, just wondering why old people were so grumpy. Why are old people so mad? What are they so grumpy about? And like, it just seemed like I don't know. I felt like it was like two or three of the, probably like the old people that weren't as mad and as grumpy as the others. But overall, man, I felt like anybody that I looked at as a kid, and felt like they were an old person. It was usually, I usually felt like they was old because they looked grumpy <laughs> they was, or they was barking at me or I was scared they would get me for something. You know what I mean? And it was interesting because I don't know, as I get older, some of the things that those folks were dealing with, it just starts to make a little more sense. So don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying it's not okay. That is not for me to judge or not. But it starts to make sense. It just does. And it was interesting because like, as I got like, I say about 40, 42, I just started kind of looking at my life a little bit and wondering if I was out of time, right? Like, is this all? Is it too late for me to do all the things that I love about my life and that I think are wonderful? And it was funny because I feel like (laughs) that was around the time where I think you just kind of start to look around at people that aren't as perky. Is that the word? Happy, enthusiastic about life. And usually those people were older people. And it's funny because now as an adult, looking back, just thinking about like just different health issues they may have, different things that they may have seen in their lives. Like I know what I have seen in the last 40 years. You know what I mean? And then you look at somebody that's 80 and just thinking about the things they have seen, like what will be my next 40 years. And all of a sudden, these people that just don't have time for the mess and just don't feel like, <laughs> don't necessarily know how to be happy anymore in their like elevated age, I guess, <laughs> for lack of a better description. I don't think it's good, but it makes a little more sense. And it just seems like, like the older I get and the more I learn, I can feel my demeanor changing. And it seems like that's just one of those things that can happen with little or no effort. Like All you really have to do is live, right? It's like you go to work, you go home, you sit down on the couch. You probably haven't done very much exercise. You may or may not have been eating well. You gain a little weight. You stop being happy with how your body looks. You spent all this life dreaming and looking forward for things to happen, but you didn't really act on them. You didn't really do anything about it. You just kind of went to work and then went home. So now you can retire. And well, now I'm retired. So you can sit down and retired, but you didn't really do anything about that. So you kind of lost confidence in the dream. You heard yourself talking about it. You heard yourself being excited about a few things. You tried new stuff a little bit, but life happened or something happened and the new business failed, or it just didn't work out or nobody was interested, or you got to the point where you didn't want to keep going. So you lost confidence in your ability to build whatever this new thing is, or you just got overwhelmed by life. You just got overwhelmed by your losses. Your adult kids just. Were adults. <laughs> and instead of the problems being, I forgot the slip for my field trip. Can you bring my lunch to school? All of a sudden, their problems were just much bigger and much more overwhelming. And you had to helplessly watch because they're adults. And at some point with your adult kids, there's really nothing you can do about it. And you look around and you add all this stuff up by time and by experience. And all of a sudden, that person that's sitting on the porch looking out at life and aren't happy about anything. That just, they've seen more people pass. They've seen more life. They've been through a lot of civil rights issues. They were out trying to build a business when the whole town got burned down. All of a sudden, everything just looks different. And now, when you look at their face and you just see the weathered resignation, that as a kid just had them looking like a grumpy old person. Now, as a 45-year-old woman, you realize that feeling that they're dealing with and the different things that they have going on in their body is quite valid. And it can happen. It can happen to you. And that was the deal with the song, Don't Let the Old Man In. Like he was pretty much talking about how instead of just sitting by and watching life go by, go out and tend to your garden, have a glass of wine, do things that bring you joy and make you happy so that you don't allow this grumpy old man in to kind of ruin your life. And for us, this grumpy old woman who will kind of look back at life and just be angry because nothing happened the way she planned to. So that's what this is about. Just the whole idea that if you are actively fighting towards not letting the old woman in, it's going to have to be on purpose. It's going to have to be something that you do on purpose every day for the rest of your life. Because once you stop, once you sit down, once you start to let life and the losses and the tragedies and the things that will happen, once you start to let them win, then the whole idea of the old woman coming in, you really won't have anything to do to fight back against it. So the time is now. And the time won't come until you start fighting back against it. You know what I mean? If your old woman has moved in a little bit and you can kind of look at your life and look at the decisions that you've been making and look at the things that you've accepted and you can tell that in some areas that old woman is definitely a part of your spirit right now. It's not too late. You can start fighting back. You can start talking back. You can start moving her out of your life. She'll have her time. She's coming, maybe, right? (laughs) But not if you do it the right way. If you do it the right way, you can meet that old woman in heaven. (laughs) That's where y'all supposed to meet up. I personally want to live the kind of life where she doesn't have any space in my world right now. (laughs) She's not welcome here yet. I want to be laughing and traveling and moving and enjoying my life as much as possible until my time on this side of the earth is over, until I'm 120 years old, if the Lord allows me to choose. (laughs) So that's my goal for now, y'all, but it has to be on purpose. So this particular podcast is about you doing what you need to to make sure, and it's just a start, right? There's definitely things that, I don't know. I haven't heard of before that I'll learn later on, and I'll even let y'all know as I learn them. You know what I mean? But for now, things that you need to do. For starters, you need to be your own life coach. Do you need a life coach? If you're one of those people that says to themselves, I don't need somebody to tell me how to live my life great, until you see the value of getting yourself one, become your own life coach, right? You can only... Get yourself as far as you can get yourself. And if you feel good with how far that is for now, great. When the time comes or you feel like, okay, I want to go farther. I want to move on to this next thing. That's great too. Life coaches are all over. Those people are all over the place. And whether you reach out to actually talk to a person or buy a book or two to read those things, to upscale your life, do what you need to, but you need to become your own life coach so you can get as far as you want to. And the truth is that person, like I said, they could just be in your mind. You could research, say Oprah, and see where she started, see what changes she made in her life, both as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult, and as a grown woman, and just figuring out, okay, what does she do, and what can I do to make my life look like that? (laughs) The good news is, and I've definitely said it before, is success leads a path. So take that path. Work out your path based on the people that are doing exactly what you want to do. Get yourself in a growth mindset, but you have to do it yourself. Get yourself in a growth mindset. I will warn you, Once you start moving and doing things that are different than what the people in your space are used to seeing from you, they will start to question it. The more you work, the better you get at it. As long as you work, you will get it from more people. They will have more things to say. And some of the things might be encouraging. A good chunk of them may not. Honestly, people are comfortable with you sitting around and not doing anything when they are sitting around and not doing anything. So if what you want in your space is to get yourself in the mindset to grow and achieve You're going to have to also make sure your circle is a bunch of people that are working to grow and succeed. Be sure to check that out. I talked about your circle in a previous episode. So be sure to look out for it and listen. Just get the tips from that one because it really talks about focusing on making sure that the voices that you hear most consistently are those that are doing what you want to do, not people that will tear you down. So be sure to look out for that. Who's doing what you want to do and what did they do to accomplish that? Those are the things that you want to know so that as you're making your own plan, you can be sure that some of those bits of information are a part of your plan as well and you'll have a place to start. Get a plan. You know what I mean? Prepare to be consistent. You want to be committed to the challenge. That is the jam. I think a lot of times when people are like, you want to start a business? Or they're like, I want to start a business. I'm going to do these great things. You don't necessarily know just how tumultuous the path is. (laughs) Like. You see the celebrating, you may see the things that people are doing well and the ways that people are able to kind of be like, yay, life is going great. What you don't see is them getting up at 3.30 in the morning to catch a flight or them staying up until 12.30, one o'clock in the morning to finish things up and to get that order out the way they need to or to make changes to their website or whatever it is they need to do to get this business to the next level. So be committed to the challenge and whatever comes with it, right? Become the woman that you want to be before you get the results. So what that means is if you want to be a successful business owner, you want to have a business, you want it to be something that's making millions of dollars, then that lady is probably self-disciplined. She's probably organized. She probably is very good at executing and making things happen. So you need to become that woman before you actually get the results. And I'm not saying walk around being fake because who has time for that? (laughs) What I'm saying is Changing your actions, changing your mindset to be somebody who is all of a sudden on time for all of her appointments and doing the good job of rescheduling and managing her schedule the way she needs to and doing what you can to be the woman that you need to be in order to have this successful business. Does that make sense, y'all? The next thing is I want to suggest to you is to get yourself a plan, okay? I talk about plans all the time. I am big on plans. I'm big on executing them. Get yourself a plan and you also want to get People in your space that will hold you accountable to those plans. So whether it's your kids, a good friend of yours, whether it's just whomever, just somebody that will every now and again check in with you and be like, hey, how's that plan going? And if there's somebody that's helpful to you, they may even offer to help with something. You know what I mean? Or offer to help with an event or offer to help with something, whatever that next level of growth is. But their job is strictly to hold you accountable, to check in with you and a C. Like you want a, a plan for the year. So you need to break that down into the quarter, into months, into weeks, into daily. Like what are you doing daily to be able to make your plan for the year happen? You know what I mean? And so their job is to make sure that you are keeping up with that plan. Write it down. Share the plan with them. If you are one of those people that just can't stand the thought of sharing your plan with somebody else and you don't want to do all that, My suggestion to you is to get some of those really large Post-its. They are one of my favorite things in the whole office tools, like just different tools I have in your office. They're those big Post-its. They're like 25 by 30 inches. Like they're huge. They're literally the size of a poster. Put those jokers up on the wall with your plan on it. And as you accomplish your goals, mark them off. That way you can hold yourself accountable. Now, if you can grow yourself past that and have somebody else holding you accountable, great. But if not, those posts are a great way. That's definitely a way for me to keep myself on track because every time I go into my office, I see what we've got going on for the day and it's easy for me to get to the next step. All right. So at this time, we'd like to give a special shout out to our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service, for delivering quality car service directly to our members. Our members don't go to the gas station. Our members don't have to worry about taking their car to have it detailed and leaving it there all day. And our members also don't have to worry about having to plan a special trip in their busy lives just to go and have their tires taken care of. They use our company app to schedule all those services at their convenience and our specially trained providers will bring those services directly to their car. We deliver gas on site. We provide tire service on site and we also provide auto detailing at our members convenience. So how does your life look? Do you have any extra time specifically to set aside for anything extra that also includes having your car taken care of? Our Pump 5 members don't, and they don't have to. So be sure to look into Pump 5. That's www.pump5.com. That's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E.com. So our service providers can deliver our services directly to your car. Pump 5 was recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. That is www.podcasttown.com. Be sure to check them out for all your podcasting needs. Thank you very much. My next suggestion for you to do is to do it imperfectly. Don't be sitting around waiting for you to have all the answers and everything together in order to go after whatever it is you're trying to do. Trying will show you all the messes. <laughs> it, it really will. I have weaknesses, all the ways that you aren't very good at things you won't. You may be able to figure those things out just thinking about it. You'll definitely see them once you get busy trying. The beauty of it is people aren't always paying that close attention to you. <laughs> Like you have people that are watching, you have situations where people are saying things, but in the long run, whatever mistakes you make in the first six months of your business, odds are five, six years from now, when you start talking to people about your million dollar business, they may remember it, but it won't have that much of an impact. What people will notice now are your successes. So the goal there is to keep going, but plan to do it imperfectly. So keep that going as much as possible, as much as you can do it in a way that will help you to succeed, okay? So one of the things that got my attention, especially when I was talking about the whole idea of like the old woman, right? And keeping the old woman. <laughs> Don't let the old woman in. is like, I feel like the reason she turned into the old woman, just from my 45-year-old perspective, right? Is she lost her joy. So one of the things you have to do, one of the things I am doing is just fighting to be sure I keep mine. I need to keep my joy. I need to have my life being a place where, I am excited about what will happen. I'm excited about what is next. I'm building something. Even if I'm not focused on building something every day, it is still a life that I can look at and I can be excited about what is to come. And I feel like the old woman lost her joy. Life happened. She lost her confidence. Whatever happened in her space beat it out of her. And the reason we are fighting against her is because the joy that she lost The motivation that she lost, the encouragement that she lost, those are all things that we need to make our lives look the way we want them to. So fight to keep your joy. What does that mean for you, right? Do you need to be focused more on self-care? Do you like massages? Is it your thoughts that are winning? Is it just a lack of self-confidence? Like, what is it? You know, and what do you need to do in order to be able to focus on that more? Hang on to that. Figure that out. And once you figure it out, even if you can't figure out exactly what it is, most times you can figure out what you don't like. Like in the beginning, I found that I wasn't always able to pay attention to the things that made me excited or the things that like had me sitting around giggling or being silly. But I knew what I didn't like. I could tell when things happened and I just didn't feel like being there or I didn't feel like going to that meeting or I just don't feel like keeping that appointment. It doesn't make me smile to scrub baseboards in my house. You know what I mean? Things like whatever those things are. And baseboards may not be that big a deal, but they're the beginning. Once I figured out how I felt scrubbing baseboards, it wasn't too hard for me to figure out how I felt going to work, sitting in that cubicle for 45 hours a week, making sure I was clocking in and out within two minutes of whatever my lunchtime was. (laughs) Like it didn't take long to start paying attention to that too. It was just really a matter of shifting my focus. And so I'd like to encourage you to do that as well. Another thing I would suggest is therapy. Like some of the problems and the things that you are dealing with, they are beyond you. They are really beyond you being able to fix them yourself. And that is okay. Like, you weren't made to know how to fix everything. If you knew how to fix it, it wouldn't be something that was bothering you. That's the gist of it. Even if you look at it and you're like, well, that's my profession or I should be good at it by now. No, it may very well be something that is too big for you to handle in your own space. And there's nothing wrong with that. My encouragement to you is to get some therapy. Go sit and talk to somebody. I was listening to Oprah's masterclass the other day, and I know she has them on cable, but it's also presented as a podcast. So I was listening to it the other day. And it was interesting because one of the things she said she knew about herself is she knew she was supposed to teach. Like, she's always felt like a teacher. And one of her things is she loves being able to help people to see things from a different perspective. And the reference she made was to this one episode. Y'all may remember it if you watched Oprah, if you didn't just hang on or go watch Oprah. They rock, even the old ones. But anyway, the one she was referring to was Dr. Phil was on and they were talking to this mother whose daughter had been murdered. When she was 18, she had been murdered. And so the mom had been just depressed for years. And so she had made it her goal to go on the Oprah and she was going to talk to Dr. Phil and kind of share her daughter with the world or whatever. And then when she finished, she was going to go home and kill herself. She was pretty much just tired of suffering after dealing with her daughter having been murdered. And it was interesting because Dr. Phil suggested to the lady, have you ever thought about just instead of focusing on the way she died, instead to celebrate her life, her, the 18 years of life that she had. And the lady said to herself, I hadn't thought of it that way. And it was interesting because, first off, I'm a mom. I can't even imagine having to deal with my child being murdered. I feel like I've been able to see it at third, fourth person. I've seen other parents who've had to deal with their children being murdered, but I haven't had to deal with that. You know what I mean? So I can't even imagine that. But one of the things Kit mentioned to her was, it's not like an indicator of how much you love her by how long you suffer. But when he had mentioned the whole idea of her just focusing on her life and how she lived rather than just focusing on whatever that one thing was that led to her death, she was like, I hadn't thought of it that way. And Oprah was saying how that was her favorite thing as a teacher. Her favorite thing is being able to help people to see things from a different perspective. And that is what I would like to encourage you to do. The reason for therapy isn't just to go and sit on somebody's couch and talk to them, although that part of things is nice. I'm telling you that from from example. Go do it. It's wonderful to sit and talk to somebody about whatever roadblocks that you may or may have witnessed in your life. But just you need to have an outside perspective. There needs to be somebody else that hears what you're telling them that hasn't dealt with it. They're not a part of your life every day. They don't know what you deal with every day to give you different ways to think of it. Because the answer to dealing with them, the key to your healing is in those other perspectives. Whatever happened to you as a child, as a teenager, as an adult, you are too close to it, so you can't always see the answer. So being able to get that other perspective, even just having people ask a few questions a lot of times, it almost seems surreal because their questions a lot of times are super simple. Even Dr. Phil saying to this lady, why don't you just focus on her life, the 18 years she had before she died rather than her death? the lady hadn't even considered it because she was so consumed with pain from her daughter being murdered. But that's what she needed to be able to leave that place and go on with her life, which she ultimately did. So therapy, fight to keep your joy, go after your self-care, like on purpose, go after it, find things you like that will help you to heal and start with therapy. That may be exactly the place where you need to start. And keep in mind that life can win if you let it. Look here, (laughs) life is hard. It just is. And I don't even understand why it has to be so hard. (laughs) But (laughs) life is hard. And if you let it win, it will beat you down. There are always things out here that will take away your joy, that will go after your resources, that will go after your health, that will go after your happiness. But there are just as many things out here that will empower you and that will enable you to be able to fight back. So you have to do that. Okay? You can't let life win. Do things that bring you joy. Something else that is very important is like, I think a lot of times things happen and we go through them and whether you experience it as a child or as an adult or whatever, the normal response is to look for closure. And I would like to let you know that you need to get okay with not getting it. You just may not be able to get closure from that person. You are going to have to get closure for yourself. That person may not have what you need. They just may not be mature enough to own it and apologize and do what they need to to make amends and get it right. They may have it, they may not, but you can't let your happiness and your peace depend on whether or not they're in a place to give you closure and to give you what you need to heal because you need to be healed. You deserve to be healed. Whatever happened, whatever went on, that's the part that you didn't deserve. The suffering that you dealt with as a result of it, that's the part you didn't deserve. Closure, you deserve it. So if you can't get it from them, you may have to focus on giving it to yourself. It just may have to to happen that way or getting it from some other resource maybe therapy or maybe not, but you can't decide that you will only be healed if that person gives you the closure or the apology that you need. One of the examples that also came from Oprah's masterclass, she was saying how one of the things that's pretty well known is when Oprah was like nine years old, she was raised by a cousin. So it was interesting because years later, as an adult, she called her abuser. And dude was like an adult with kids. He was married. You know what I mean? So he was, for all intents and purposes, he appeared to be a sightedly functioning adult. And when she asked him about it, like, why did you do this to me? Why did you hurt me in this way? His response was, well, I thought you were a teenager. (laughs) Not, I'm sorry for raping you. Not, I'm sorry for touching you. I think in a masterclass interview, she said he was 10 years older, 11 years older, something like that. But he was significantly older. And his response was, as an adult, I thought you were a teenager. So that just lets you know, he did not have what he needed. Even if it happened when she was a child and he was an adult already even if she asked him 20 years later. Granted, I could still see him not being in a position to be able to apologize, but what that shows is some people never arrive. Like, he was clearly not at the point where he could own what he did and apologize for it. So you really may have to go after doing what you need to, and she had to, to heal yourself. She probably ain't gonna ever get what she need from him. And if y'all think about the different people or the different circumstances in your life that have you in a place where... It could be in your heart. It could be on your soul. It could bog you down forever. And if that person, you may not be able to get the closure from them. They could not be there emotionally. They could be dead. They could be not in a situation where you could even go and talk to them. They could be somebody you don't even know. You may not have even seen them. You know what I mean? But you still need closure and you still deserve to heal. So go after getting that for yourself and not having it be something that depends on somebody else doing something. Them doing something to own it in order for you to be better. So keep that in mind. Comfort yourself. Like, comfort yourself. If things happen, it's funny because I don't necessarily know how much we are all in the habit of dealing with situations when they happen, things that make us sad. Like, when things make me sad, I can acknowledge that I'm sad about it, but then I kind of go on with life. But later on that evening, I may still be thinking about that, especially if somebody did something to hurt my feelings. Like, it's something that, that will. Be on my mind and it will make me sad. And I'd like to encourage you to comfort yourself. So, if that means like grabbing a blanket, sitting on a chair with a cup of tea and just journaling about it, praying about it, like if you can't talk to that person, talk to someone else. If you can talk to that person and kind of hash it out, that's the ideal situation, right? In hopes that you'll get the results you're looking for. They could get defensive. Hopefully, they don't. Oftentimes, it does happen where if somebody does something to you and you let them know, hey, you did this to me and it hurt my feelings or it made me feel like I was not as important to you or not as much of a priority. Oftentimes, the mature adults will respond like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you feel that way. I'm sorry if I attacked you or made you feel in a way like like you weren't important to me and they own it. And hopefully you can fix it at that point. But other times, that may not be the response. (laughs) You may get the, no, I didn't, or but you used to, or anything other than the response you need. So when I say comfort yourself, I mean purposely go after comforting yourself. Figure out what about that situation made you feel the way it did. And if it's based on something that's in your past, do what you need to to dig all that out and just work through it. If that's something you need to get therapy about, great. If it's something you just need to write out or talk out or pray out or whatever, do that. But do what you need to to comfort yourself. Comfort the child. I think a lot of times when things happen, especially for me, like the things that stay with me are the things that are usually tied to something that happened to me as a child or something that I experienced as a child. And so you really have to ask yourself, like, what areas of your life is that child controlling? We didn't have very much money as a kid. So a huge part of me not being able to do a good job of just having money came from this feeling of, like, lack and just not having enough. It wasn't like there was ever going to be enough extra money to go do something fun. So I might as well use this bill money to go do something fun, which <laughs> is a terrible attitude to have. but. It's exactly where I was, I'd say, in my 20s and 30s. The whole idea of making a budget and sticking to that joker, it was a good idea in theory, but it's not something I was actually able to stick to until I realized that this was all tied to just growing up with there not being enough around. And if you focus on this idea, this feeling of lack, then you act like there's never enough around and it doesn't matter how much is around. <laughs> like you could actually have more. And if all you can focus on is the fact that, okay, well, there's not enough anyway, so I might as well have fun with it, you will always run out of money. (laughs) So like by comforting the child in this situation, I really had to do a better job, one, of acknowledging my past with that and seeing how just because there was like then doesn't mean that is how it has to be all the time, but also seeing how, okay, if you handle this responsibly, there is actually more than enough. And it wasn't until I fixed it, it wasn't until I like, take the keys back from the child that was driving us in this car and messing us both up and realize that, okay, this has to be handled like a responsible adult and fixing my budget and therefore being able to fix my finances. And that was the key there. Jen Sincero talks about that. She talks about how a lot of the things that you have had going on in your life, you literally have to take the keys to the Ferrari back from your inner eight-year-old child and let them know, okay, look, I'm driving this here and getting you to to where you want to go, not allowing this child, the inner child in you that might have been hurt to lead whatever situation or whatever circumstances you might have found yourself in in your life. So that's a part of it. Comfort yourself, comfort the child. So just think about it for a bit. Like this is back in reference to the whole idea of like, you know, not letting the old woman in. Like if I'm dealing with this at 45, like this batch of life, right, just looking at my life and the things that I've dealt with up until now, 45 more years of that. 30 more years of this, I could see how if somebody's not working at it purposely, they can get to the point where they were just this mean, angry, bitter, older person. I'm definitely fighting back on purpose. I would like to encourage y'all to do the same. You know what I mean? One, you just deserve better. You do. Even at that point in life, when I get to be 90, I want to be like sitting back, chilling on my back porch, drinking my tea and enjoying my life, just as happy and just as content, if not more, because I can look back at my life and see how hard I worked and how awesomely it turned out. And anything less than that is less than what I deserve. So that's what I'm going after. And that's what I encourage you to go after as well. So fight back on purpose. What do you want to do? What do you want to do with your life? When I said, what do you want to do? What crossed your mind? Do you even know what you want to do anymore? That is a good place to start. Like, do you have some kind of goal that you want to go after? Some dream that you want to go after? Or whatever that is. And if you don't know, figure it out. Keep asking until you get the answer. You may not get the answer right away, but pay attention, okay? What makes you laugh? What makes you smile? What's a problem that is in the world that just keeps getting your attention? And every time you see it, it just tugs at you and you shake your head saying somebody needs to do something about that. Guess what? That somebody may be you. It may be time for you to do something about it. Write it down. You know what I mean? You may not have time to write it down now. You may not have time to like hash it out and figure out how to do anything about it. Write it down. Journal about it later. Why do you want to fix that? What about this needs to be fixed? If you were to act on it today, what's one or two things that you can do about it? You know what I mean? And even if your actions are one thing a day, one thing a week, that's still a step closer to you doing something that really feeds you and you going after what you're meant to do. And that, trust me, that is definitely one of those things that will keep the old lady out, (laughs) okay? Schedules time to think. I remember reading a little while back, and one of the things that I remember reading was the gentleman was saying how he schedules time to think on purpose. Like, he literally just schedules time to think. He sits down, he might journal what goes through, he journal whatever thoughts crossed his head, however his day was, and however things went for his week. If he went to a certain event or like an expo or some type of conference or whatever, he would just, like journal. Yeah, he had his notes from the conference, but he would also journal what exactly happened, like what his thoughts are in relation to that, if there was anything that he actually wanted to act on. So schedule some time to think. Get moving, y'all. Like one of the things that I like to do is to go walking. When I'm out and walking, like it's one thing if I'm walking, obviously, like with the kids or whatever. Here, side note, if you want to get your kids somewhere where they're chatting and they just talk openly, boys and girls, go somewhere and walk with them. Go for a hike, do whatever you need to, but back to yourself, (laughs) back to us. If there is a situation that you really want some time to just think through, go out for a hike. Nature and fresh air and sunlight and just walking around by yourself it is really a game changer when it comes to clearing your thoughts and just seeing what comes through. And that might be an opportunity, something for you to do to figure out whatever you want to do next, like whatever that thing is. Even if that thing is a way to just make some changes to something you've already got going on. I feel like one of the things I do a lot is I'll talk about going after a business or doing something different. You may be exactly where you need to be. There just may be another task involved in that that you need to go after. and. Spending some time thinking and journaling about it is usually a great way to to get some tips on whatever that thing might be. So try that. Figure out what brings you joy and then do that thing. Try new things. Try old things, things that you've done before and you knew you had a good time doing and you wouldn't mind trying it again. Go after that. Sometimes, honestly, figuring out what brings you joy means doing nothing. It literally may mean planning a day or two to just sit and do nothing like whether that's not cooking, whether it's taking a bath, whether it's just sitting on a couch in your pajamas and your robe and watching the cars go by outside, whatever that thing is. It's one of those things where you're just allowing you to be you and whatever thoughts come through are things that you can do something with. Do you need like solo vacations? Do you need to go on a girl's trip? Are your friends, people that are great for bouncing ideas off of and folks that you can get ideas back from as far as like what it is that they see in your life that may be missing or something that you may want to go after. Keep it in mind that you definitely want those to be people whose opinion that you value and you feel like that they'll be able to give you something that'll like encourage you and uplift you. Go and see something that's bigger than you. I don't know if y'all have ever been to the Grand Canyon. It just doesn't make sense how a big rock with a big old hole in the middle of it (laughs) or a big old line in the middle of it should be that life-altering and that awe-inspiring and that breathtaking, but it is. So just go and see something that, that is bigger than you so you can be reminded that when it comes down to it, you really aren't controlling this whole thing anyway. You're just down here for the time that you are and supposed to do the things that you're meant to do. So go after that, y'all. Massages. Do you like going to get massages? Do you like swimming? Do you like exercising? Start moving. For me personally, I need gentle exercises. Exercising hasn't always been my jam. That ain't really nothing I've I've been into. But lately, I've really gotten a kick out of swimming, stretching, walking, hiking. There's a few ladies in the area that I know offer yoga classes. I haven't quite graduated up to that. The introvert in me would rather be in my living room doing a 30, 45-minute YouTube video on stretching than going to a yoga class. But I don't know. It may be in the cards. We'll see how that goes, y'all. That's pretty much it. I guess the plan here is for you to do what you need to, to stay energized and to not lose heart and to not give up on your life. That's the gist of it when it comes down to the whole idea of not letting the old woman in. And another thing that's important to keep in mind is you don't have to be over your 40s to be the old woman. I have definitely looked into the eyes of some 20-somethings and just seen overwhelm and hopelessness and dejected unsadness and whatever it was that led to that. Oh, goodness gracious. All I can do is just pray and offer and just hope that life happens in a way that will allow them to look forward to life and to be encouraged again. But keep that in mind. Being the person that you want to be, keeping the joy that you need in your life, having your heart to be whole and keeping you being the person that you need to to give back to the world and to the people that you're responsible for. That is all something that'll have to be done on purpose. Pray, read the Bible, do what it says. Even if you aren't a Christian, even if like just the whole God thing is not your jam, the Bible is pretty much a whole book that talks about taking care of yourself, loving others and respecting laws. And the truth is, I mean, if that's all you do, that still can lead you to a pretty good place. You know what I mean? I'm not saying leave God out of it. In fact, I would suggest you not leave God out of it. But if the whole Christianity thing is just not for you for whatever reason, there's still some quite a bit of powerful changes behind just reading the Bible and trying to do what it says. God knows you're down here (laughs) and you know you're down here. So whatever that leads to for you, hopefully it helps you to do what you need to to keep your heart and your spirit where you need it to be, to be able to thrive down here, not just live, right? Thrive. That's what we want. So that is all for today. I know on the last episode, I did mention that we would do Let's Brainstorm It, right? That's our first new segment that we'll be adding. And for today's Brainstorm It, Let's Brainstorm It, I'm going to go first. I haven't gotten any letters yet since I just introduced the segment. (laughs) So, what I'm going to do is, I was listening to, I don't know if you guys have heard of her, Rachel Rogers. She has an awesome podcast. It's called Hello Seven. It's funny because she's super encouraging, very resourceful lady. She used to be an attorney. Now she launched a consulting business and she has some other things as well. But what rocks for her is one of the episodes that I was listening to was episode 13. She was interviewing Rachel Cargill. What I love about it is, one, She don't hold back nothing. The sister, (laughs) You know exactly how she feels about the topics that she's talking about. But the lady that she was interviewing, Rachel Cargill, she's an activist. And so she was talking about how she is known for being an activist for like feminism. And she talks about how she learned how she could capitalize on her space as an activist. But she was talking about how she pretty much went. She did this speech talking about white feminism and politics and how it all goes together. And after she did this, Rachel Cargill, she she did this lecture, she made about $10,000 and she said her first hire was a business manager. So my question to you, the thing that I would like for us all to benefit from is one, what's a business manager? <laughs> so I'd like to hear you, like your input on what a business manager is. If you have one for your business, do you think that's something that someone who is building a personal brand should have? And just tell me a little bit more about what y'all think of that. So that's our first Let's Brainstorm It. I'll talk about it a little more next time. And I'll look for this chat and this conversation to happen a little bit more on Facebook and whatever input y'all have on Instagram. Feel free to send in any things that you want us to be able to talk over and brainstorm here on the Chapter Next podcast to our email. We can be reached at thrive at the chapter next podcast.com. So send in whatever suggestions you have there. We can also be found on Facebook, like I said, and Instagram. If you're interested in a more focused conversation with me, you can also find me on Clarity. So that's C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot F-M, where we can have a one on one conversation and hash out whatever situations you may want to talk about. If you're looking for like input on starting a business or anything with kids or whatever, keeping in mind, I am not a licensed professional. (laughs) So whatever information or suggestions I give to you, they're coming from a place of genuine concern and a genuine attempt to be able to help and to give you resources and tips on things that I see that would work. But they're not coming from a place as a licensed professional. So do your research and figure that out on your own. (laughs) But also, it's also, I tend to have really good suggestions. So reach out in that way as well, y'all. Also, if you or someone you know would be interested in being a guest on the Chapter Next podcast, feel free to let us know. We love talking to people. We love celebrating women. We would love to be able to share it with the rest of the Chapter Next podcast community whomever that person is and whatever they're doing to be able to give back to themselves and to go after living the life that they want to live. So thank you very much, y'all. That is pretty much it. I would like to thank you for joining me on the Chapter Next podcast. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Take care. Have a good day. Hello, ladies. So if you'll remember, one of the earlier episodes when I was sharing my experience with just transitioning from working full time for someone else and starting my own business as a business owner. One of the things that I was doing was I was a serial entrepreneur, meaning I was delivering just about everything. I was delivering people, packages, food, all kinds of stuff. But one of the experiences that stuck out to me the most was I was a driver for Lyft. I was an independent contractor for them. And I was also an independent contractor for DoorDash. And the reason I'm mentioning this to you is because I know one of the concerns people that are transitioning have is I just don't have enough money. I can't pay for this or I don't have any extra money in my world to do whatever this other thing is. And so I would like to encourage you to consider Lyft or DoorDash as a side hustle or just something to do on the side. So I'm going to post a link in the show notes. I know right now there's always different promotions that they're having. Right now, if you start driving in my area, you can get up to a $800 bonus for being a Lyft driver. Or if you want to deliver for DoorDash, they offer bonuses as well. So I'm going to include the links for both of those options in the show notes. Feel free to go and look them over, review them, and see if that's something that's interesting to you. If you decide to do it, great. Tell them to the sent you if you decide not to and that, that those things are not for you. Just do a little more research and see what different gigs or different like side jobs that you could do for a little extra money or to free up a little more time that may be available to you. So thank y'all again for listening. I am Talithia Thompson, a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose.